Hi, this is Mo. And this is Sarah, and you're listening to the podcast Bird Shit. We started this podcast to share our love of birding with other enthusiastic birders in the world. We just returned from an awesome weekend birding at Point Pelee National Park in Ontario, Canada. Point Pelee is the southernmost part of Canada, and it is a popular birding migration hotspot with more than 390 bird species recorded there. Whoa. Uh, The trip was a great chance for Sarah and I to spend time with each other, with the birds, and with other friendly, helpful birders. Since we had so much fun, we're actually splitting our trip into two podcast episodes. In today's episode, we interview four super cool birders that we met during our first day, and they share their favorite birding experiences and their advice for beginner birders. You'll also get to hear sound bites of all the active, chirping little birds that we heard on day one of our trip. Think of this two-part series as an avant-garde inside look into our birding trip at Point Pelee. There are some really cool sound clips in these two episodes, and we hope you enjoy feasting your ears on this smorgasbord of sound or something like that. Uh, Oh, and don't forget to visit at Birdship Podcast Instagram stories for a behind-the-scenes look at our birding weekend. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Birdship Podcast. We're coming to you live from Point Pelee. Listen to the birds. We've had a pretty good adventure so far. We have both uh, both seen our first orchard oriole. Which is super exciting. They were having sex, and we didn't know what was happening. We thought it was a robin trying to get it on in a different species, and that was very disturbing. It was it was confusing more than anything. I mean, we were open to diversity, but we were just didn't know what we were seeing. Mostly, it was just disturbing to watch them have sex. Every bird we've seen is a red-winged blackbird, in some form or other. But um, it's a little little rainy, pretty humid, but generally just. The birds are awesome. We haven't made it very far. We're supposed to walk like two and a half kilometers. I think we've maybe walked a half a kilometer in the last hour. But lots of good stuff to see. And we just saw where we got to go idea. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. We're standing here with like 20 barn swallows, like flying around. I don't know. Is this a barn? Kind of. It's not a barn, but they each have a nest, and they're all, like, fighting to perch on top of the babies. It's adorable. So barn swallows, uh, they have this really cool forked tail at the end, and they've got, like, a blue upper body and sort of a, a bright, uh, like, rust-orange chest. They're beautiful. You can hear them kind of making that ticky-tacky noise. Thanks for joining us on our impromptu podcast out here on the tip of Canada. Um, can you tell us your name and maybe like what you do, what brings you here? Yeah, my name's Emma Burbage. Um, I'm working as a student interpreter at the park this year. Um, this is my third year leading bird hikes here, though. The last two years were with the friends of the park. Um, but the l- I've been coming here to bird during spring migration since I was five. Whoa, yeah. that's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. Wow, you're so more qualified to be on our podcast <laughs> than anyone else. 
no, so, no, no. Do, has, are you from the area then, or do you? No, visit? no, like, I'm from uh, near Ottawa. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But my dad is a big birder, so he's been bringing me out here to look at the birds forever. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool. What was kind of your your intro into birding? Like, what kind of got you started? Um, the first time I came to Peely, so I was five years old, and my stomach really hurt because it was the first time I'd been away from my mom, and you know all mm. that stuff. And uh, we came out to the tip. It was like six a.m. And it was a fallout, which is when the conditions are just perfect during migration for all the birds to end up on the tip because they're brought down by a storm. And uh, we, ca- we walk out, and there's just birds huddling all over the edge of the sand. Like, I didn't need to try to use binoculars, which was the biggest issue when you're five. And right there, I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is really, really cool. And it, it stuck. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Do you think that's probably, like, your favorite, most definitive bird moment? Or do you have another one no, that you hold dear? I have, oh my God, I have another have, one. Yeah. You have so many. No. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot. But I think the one that like I love the most was, uh, oh, that was lightning. That was lightning. Yeah, that's, that's okay. fine. Um, yeah, it was actually like last year. And um, I've like come to know all like the big birders who come to Peely every year. And they have like a special little WhatsApp group that they all talk into and stuff. Anyway, they're all this big gang. And I finally kind of got to be part of it. And we we're all waiting for a warbler. And it's this worm-eating warbler is like pretty special and it's pretty good at like hiding in clumps of oak leaves and we were standing there and somebody had said they'd seen it like you know five minutes ago and then time goes by and a bigger group arrives and we're all kind of just staring at a spot hoping that it comes back 20 minutes 25 minutes and we're all kind of getting pretty antsy and somebody wanders off to another part of the trail and then they yell it's over here and this whole group of like we're (laughs) big birders like we're talking like they're all pretty old right so they're like ancient they're usually like oh man people are gonna hate me when I hear this but yeah nope nope you're they're, on board yeah, with our audience no, probably and they're, and they're like you know and they're like you know pretty like I don't know not full of themselves but they, they tend to be like very calm and like collected and they just start sprinting right and like their binoculars are just like all over the place hitting their chest and they're just like shuffling like one guy's like I've never even seen him walk fast and he's like running to get to this bird <laughs> we come around the corner we all stop there it is we all look at it and then everybody's like okay and then they all kind of split off and disperse and go find another one. But it was just, like, wild. It was, like, this trample, like, just stampede of people trying to find a bird. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's going to be us when we're 70, 80. Yeah, exactly. 110. All right. <laughs> we did. Have we run yet today? We haven't run any after anything. We're too busy trying to look everything up as we go still. Yeah. So You might be running from the storm pretty well, soon. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, Okay, one last question for you. What advice would you have for people who are getting into birding, who are, like, brand new, don't know what they're doing, look and talk like us when they look at birds? I would say um, try to spend a lot of time with other birders. Like, even if it just means going somewhere where there's a lot of other birders, like at Peely, and then kind of walking up to them on the trail and being like, hey, like, what are you looking at? And, like, hey, we're trying to figure out, what like, what this is. What do you think? Because it's really, really intimidating when you're trying and, like, you've never seen any of these species before and you have a bird book and nothing looks like it. But people, birders are so friendly and they're totally willing to help you out. And then it makes it just like a community kind of effort when you're looking at a bird. Yeah, definitely. Well, Emma, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for this. This is fun. Yeah, enjoy it. We'll we'll let you get back to the people you're supposed to be leading. Great. But (laughs) I'll go grab them. So, I'm Sarah and your name is? My name is Kate Derbyshire. Kate, are you from Canada? I am from Leamington, born and raised. Oh, so nice. I've been coming here my whole life. Oh, awesome. So do you have a bird experience that you want to talk about? Um, I don't have a spark bird like like some people do, that like that one bird that really gets them going. 
I've just kind of been interested in, in that my whole life. So I guess in a way I do. I was working at Wheatley Provincial Park uh, a couple summers ago and I saw this small warbler and I was like, what was that? Like, I know that's a warbler, but what? And basically through figuring that out, I discovered there's all these other super cool birds that I wanted to see and now I'm here. Awesome. So you've come to Point Pelee for a long time then? Yeah, for, for my whole... Uh, 18 and a half years. Woo, awesome. And I noticed that you also have a really nice camera. Do you find it's easy to combine the components of finding the bird and photography? Um, it's a little difficult at times to do both, but uh, I find a camera really useful for uh, recording what I've seen. And it's always nice to like build up a collection and have your own like really nice photos of birds. Nice. So um, as we are new birders, do you have any advice for people getting started? Uh, definitely the one thing I would say is just put time into it. Uh, the more you look at birds, the more you notice the differences in their plumages and the differences between uh, different species. So time is the number one thing, I think. Awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest Thank of you. your rainy day. <laughs> Cool. Um, all right. Well, thank you for okay. agreeing to be interviewed. Uh, sure. Can you tell us maybe your name and what brings you to Point Pelee? Uh, Craig Bennett, and I came for the birds. Uh, so, How often have you been coming here? How many years? Well, I've been coming since 1967. Holy cow! Uh, so, But there was quite a gap from 2008 to this year. Okay. So this is your first year being back in a while then? In a while, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. What was kind of your, your spark bird or the bird that kind of got you into birding? Oh... Sandhill cranes. Yeah. Uh, that's the, what my family would often do is go looking for sandhill cranes back in the late 60s when they were not common at all. And we'd drive out to Portage Marshes uh, west of Ann Arbor and drive around the farm fields and marshes and usually see a few back then. That's cool. Yeah, they are definitely, we were just talking about that. Now they are a common. little more prevalent. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. What is your, uh, do you have like a very distinct bird experience, like one that you remember that's kind of just going to stick with you forever? A uh, couple. Um, one is uh, in Big Bend National Park down in southern Texas and having to ride a horse 13 miles to see a Colima warbler. <laughs> 13 miles on a horse. Did you do that only to see that bird? Yes. That's incredible. And the other one is uh, when I was at University of Michigan Biological Station, I did a nesting study on the least bittern. And so I'd wade out up to my hips into the marsh to a wooden platform that we pushed out into the marsh to uh, have a blind to watch the least bittern nests. And it looked like a big green basketball up in the cattails. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. How long did you do that? I did it for two summers. Wow, that is some serious yeah. dedication because I don't think I could wait in water for that long. Yeah. So way to go. Yeah. Uh, if you, I know you're here with your daughter, so yes. if you had advice for beginner birders or people who are just starting to get into it, what would you say is like your number one piece of advice? I would listen to bird recordings over and over and then get in the field where you hear them and then see them. That training your ears is vital to being able to find the birds. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any like good recommendations? Because we were actually talking about that. We don't know where to find like good recordings. Uh, well, I had Peterson Bird Records when they were still records back in the 60s. That's cool. Um, and then I have some CD set that I, I don't know who published it, and that's from the 80s. Okay, that, cool. Uh, 
I'm sure those records still yeah. exist. Oh, yeah. Vinyl's or back fi- in, so. Yeah. But uh, you can find probably a good CD set for cool. uh, Eastern Birds and Western Birds. We'll get that for our next road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. We really oh, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're here with your dad. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, what's your name? Carol Bennett. Carol, nice to meet you. Nice to meet um, you. So how long have you been coming here with your dad or on other birding trips maybe? So I've been birding since I was probably about four, since I could do a hike and keep up. Um, but this is my second time back. I was here when I was five, and it's a girlhood memory, so I really don't remember it. All I remember is it was a sunny day, it was windy, and it was a very long day. Because we woke up really early, and my grandma made coffee and sandwiches for us to go. And um, then um, I remember seeing the turn, the common turn for the first time. And that was the first time I really saw it. And it's always been one of my favorite birds since. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I remember I saw one of those for the first time. Well, I observed it. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a common turn. Like, it's not just a seagull. And there's, like, a big difference. You're like, oh, that's not just an annoying, normal seabird. Like, it's a definitely got some cooler characteristics yeah. to it. Because they're so graceful, and they're just, they're so agile and able to dive. And they're just a really neat bird to watch because they're just so active, like, all the time. And Yes, yeah. definitely. So still one of your favorites. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any other, like, really distinct memories of seeing, like, a particular bird that you can remember? So about four years back, we did um, Monroe. Right, and um, tried to see a little gull, which we did, but it was a juvenile. So, and it was in the midst of about three to four hundred other gulls and terns, and trying to pick it out. And it was mid-afternoon, and it had its head under its wing because it was napping. Of course, <laughs> I mean everybody <laughs> takes a siesta in mid-afternoon, right? Yep. So we had hiked eight miles in to see it, and then spending an hour and a half trying to see it in the scope, and knowing it was there, and trying to pick the <laughs> juvenile bird out. But it was, a, it was a lot of fun because we saw so many different birds of the herons and herons I hadn't seen and shorebirds I'd never seen. And um, it was a sunny day and just, it was really pretty. It was mid-June and just really pretty out. And so, yeah, that's one of the most distinctive birding memories I have was it was a really long hike out to see the bird and trying to see the bird and then finally seeing the bird and then the <laughs> long hike back. I mean, at least you weren't on a horse for 13 miles. Like... <laughs> could be a little worse that would have been easier i would have enjoyed the horseback ride a Yay. little bit more wow that's saying something uh all right i haven't actually asked this to anybody but kind of your your whole story lena but like what's like your most miserable birding experience like what was one where you're just like not one worth it was the best and the worst because <laughs> it was just it was such a long hot day to try and see this bird uh okay so now that you feel i know you've been doing this with your dad so now you're kind of like coming into your own as a birder so what advice would you give to people who are new to birding spend time with birders as much as you can in the field that's the best way you're going to learn is just hearing things over and over again of having them call it out and then you trying to call it out because sight is easy you can see a bird and say and compare it to the bird book but the calls is what really makes them distinctive and so yeah, like my dad said, listening to multiple different recordings and just memorizing their calls and listening to it as you go to bed. And uh, yeah. So. Dude, that's great. You'd have some good dreams, just like filled with birds. Do you have a favorite call? Oh dear. I know, I've been trying um, to answer that question myself and I only know five calls I still can't choose. I, I don't know. I like, I like the American bittern, the willow ptarmigan, and greater prairie chicken. 
That was, you You really knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I am very impressed. That was awesome. I like songbirds. So warblers are probably one of my favorite. Like, I could listen to warblers all day long. Cool. Um, yeah. I find, because it's one of the five I know, I really like the Northern Cardinal, because it kind of just sounds like it's shooting BB guns, like <laughs> like a Star Wars, like, laser beam gun. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate welcome. you taking the time. We'll let you guys know you have a busy day, so we'll let you get well, going you to that. <laughs> yeah, we do. we got to get cracking. All right. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. All right. Here's some more woodland noises from outside our yurt. Try and see what we can find. Oh, there's actually a lot of stuff out here. I think now that the rain's kind of dying down, everybody's kind of coming back out. There's some stuff in this tree. Which tree? Um, okay, so there's like one over there. Where? Um, back in the bush. Which oh, oh, yeah. It looks like he's got like a yellow chest. Just drop back down. Yeah, he just went to the back branch. Oh. Right above us. Right here. What is that? Oh, I can't tell. I can only see its belly. Uh, it looks like he's got like a warbler esque. I was going to say, he's got a little beak. Oh, no. Right there. I know, I see it. I don't know. There's so many leaves. I know, that's the hard Oh, wait, part. okay, wait. I he's see coming his out. Back. Sort of just like a white belly. Oh, there it goes down. I think it might be a red-eyed vireo. Does he have the line? Look at me. Look, yeah, it's a, it's a okay. red-eyed vireo. Awesome. Hey, bud. Cool. All right, let's hit the trail. Okay. All right, the end, not the end of day one. Close to the end. It's like four, five o'clock. I mean, we're almost 30. That's, yeah, that's two hours I'm in bed. <laughs> we are hoping to get back out, though, and see some more birds if it wasn't raining right now. Pouring rain. Um, however, we are very comfortable right now in our yurt with our wood stove fire. Um, it's a little too warm. It's so warm in here. My balls are starting to sweat. Yeah, dude. I yeah, we may be doing this podcast naked very soon. Just <laughs> also, I already farted from the black beans because <laughs> all we ate for dinner was like a shit ton of black beans and some rice. And also this Herdez guacamole salsa. I swear this is not a plug. This Hashtag is, not an ad. Not an ad. This shit is so good though. We've just gone through half of a container of it for dinner. I'll probably have it for breakfast. I know we talked about making bird shirts, but I think we should make Herdez guacamole salsa <laughs> shirts instead of bird shirts. Honestly, I think it represents us more. It really <laughs> salsa is my life now. So we've been out, um, we were out hiking probably from 11.30 to 2.30 before it started thunderstorming, right out on the tip, the most southern point of Canada. 
Um, and we got about 20 species. Mo, do you want to give a quick recap of all the cool birds we saw? Yes. So what we did was we parked at the visitor center and you can either walk the two and a half kilometers down to the tip of the, the point, or you can take this little shuttle bus. And we decided to walk along the West beach, um, which was great because it allowed us to see a lot of really cool stuff. Um, one of the birds that we saw a lot of was the yellow warbler. Uh, we saw a ton of those. We got to see them so singing. bright and so like it's just this bright, bright fuchsia yellow. It's so pretty. Fuchsia, F- like a fuchsia yellow. Fuchsia's pink. Oh, I I thought fuchsia implied like. Can we look it up? Nope, I don't have internet. Oh, yeah, we don't have internet. We don't have internet. We'll just cut that out. <laughs> we'll just. We know our colors. Yeah, we know our colors. Um, we also saw a few other warblers: the Cape May warbler and the black and white warbler. <laughs> Um, we saw a bunch of cedar wax wings, which yes. is cool. They are like the pretty cardinal in my mind. They remind me of a cardinal, but they've just got so much more color and just, they don't, they do not care if you approach them. There were like eight in a tree and we just were like right next to them and they were like, what's up? Yeah. We saw a bunch of flocks of them, like not yeah. really any individual birds, but they definitely traveled in flocks. Uh, one time when we were walking, we were both like, dude, what is that noise? And we kind of stopped and we like looked around and we were able to find a Carolina wren, which I don't think either of us had ever seen before. I've never seen one. Um, it, it looked a little bit like a sparrow. I'm not great with wrens, but uh, looked a little bit like a sparrow and was just singing the coolest song. Uh, and that was how we were able to kind of track it down. And it was cool because once we saw it, we were actually able to see it singing. So that's how we knew that that was what we saw. Um, I think Kara, Sarah's trying to look it up in the book. Yeah, I have the um, Sibley Birds East that I brought with me. Um, Mo is using the apps for when we're out, which are so much more quick and easy to use versus books. But I just wanted to give a quick... Okay, so the Carolina Wren uh, is common in dense, brushy tangles within woods, including suburban yards. It's occasionally visit fur bird feeders and what this book has is a song description so their song is a rolling bird karaoke ch- bird karaoke oh right now it's a rolling chant of phrases piroro 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 i was just thinking that kind of sounds like an opera like piroro 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 exactly i mean it sounds nothing like that just became an opera stage it did or tweep tweep puro tweep puro um, and they also have a long buzzing chatter sometimes given by the females. Um, and then a complaining noise. That's a harsh complaining noise. called. And it's basically like, girl, get the fuck out of yeah, my Yeah, it's face. like, zwee, zwee, zwee. I'm literally pronouncing these phonetically, not like a bird. So You're doing great. I'm do- I think I'm doing great. Um, but that's the Carolina Wren. Um, pre- very pretty white spots along it, too. Um, it's just really pretty bird. Yeah, it was just a cute little, like, I wanted to just put it in my yeah. hand. Give it a call. Um, cool. So we saw that. And then when we made it out to the tip, we saw a lot of, sh- a lot more shorebirds. So we saw a sanderling and a dunlin, which are both what they consider like of the peat bar- variety. So sandpipers kind of fall in that category, might be more commonly known to some people. Um, the dunlin had like a nice little black belly. And then cute. the sanderling, I think, was pretty much just like white. primarily white with like black speckles on it. And then we're standing there and. This huge flock of birds flies by, and we happen to be standing next to two very prolific uh, guides, and they were like, "Oh, wimbrels!" And we're like, "Are you are you guys into birds? Can you help us?" Like, and they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, those are wimbrels!" And so they told us about them, and we actually interviewed them. Um, so yeah, so it was it was a great day, and then it started to like thunderstorm. We saw some lightning. We 
hitched a ride back, and then when we were in the little tent, like, waiting for the um, the bus to come, we were just surrounded by barn swallows. Those, I think, were probably my favorite today, just because we got to get so close to them. They all had nests in the little, like, overhang we were hanging out in, so they were all just, like, swooping by, and they had this, like, that vibrant blue with the red on their face, like, that ruddy orange. Oh, gosh, it was my favorite. But, yeah, they all had little babies, and they were all, like, fighting to get into the nests, and it was super cute. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. The funny part was we spent, like, probably, like, five minutes trying to ID, like, two of them, like, in a, in a parking lot. And then we turned the corner, and there were literally, like, 30 to 50 barn swallows. And we're like, oh, we probably just could have walked a little further. Yeah, we were like, okay, now we can definitely identify them because they're just sitting next to our faces. Cool. cool. And they're hanging out by the bathroom, and that's yeah. where we're going. No, yeah, thank God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that's bird shit from the yurt. Bird, uh... Yurt shit. <laughs> hurting for a yurtin'. Hurting for a yurtin'. Uh, we've been hurting for this yurtin' because we got really wet and pretty cold, but now we are very warm, extremely warm, um, and we'll probably try and catch the last bit of sunlight, um, at Point Pelee. Do we want to head to the marsh, or... Yeah, I think we talked about heading to the marsh area, um, the... We talked to a few other people... Uh, this this guy and his daughter and they were super helpful in helping us. Also Michiganders. Also Michiganders represent. Uh, and they they had a whole itinerary planned out and made us just feel even more inadequate than we already are. Pretty inadequate, but um, you know there were also some people here today who were on like a work outing and were like not interested in birds at all. They didn't like talking to they us. They did not want to talk to us, which is fine. That's totally fine. You don't have to talk to us. You don't want to talk to us? I know. Another guy oh. told us we were super weird. Yes, super but weird. enthusiastically weird. Yeah, he was, because we told him, we ran into them, and we told them what birds we saw, and then Mo, you know, who's really good at plugging what we do, is like, oh yeah, we have a podcast about birding. He's like, you guys are really weird. You're very young to have a podcast about birds. But he, he took a sticker, so he seemed pretty yeah. happy. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, Mo's, Mo's been merching out our stickers. Um, if you I, want a sticker, find us on Instagram. Yeah, we will. Podcast. Yep, we will send you a couple stickers. Um, they're very, like, it's not a millennial pink. It's more of, like, a dull pink, like a dusty rose pink, dull, I would say. Dull, like us. Yeah, very dull and boring. Yeah. Um, not exciting at all. Um, but no, we've had pretty good feedback um, and had like a lot of good interaction. As a reminder, other birders are super nice generally. It's very easy to like talk to them. As long as they're not on a work trip and not into birding, they yeah. love talking to you. Yeah, as long as they're not that person. All right, well, we hope to get back to you with uh, part two here soon. Whoop, 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 bye. Whoop, 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 whoop.